Hello there and welcome to the first SN Sport Extra Time podcast. I'm here in York with Scarborough Athletic Manager Darren Kelly and Charlie Hopper's here as well. Um, we've been getting some questions in from Borough fans the last few days. Thank you for all the questions you've sent us in. So if you're ready then, Darren, we'll get cracking with Yeah, let's get cracking. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So the first question comes from SAFCC Dogs. Darren, if you could have any player from any European league to go straight into the first 11, no matter what the cost, who would that player be? Oh, God, that's, that's, that's a good question. You see, being a defender, I'd always look at that first and foremost. You know, I'd go Virgil van Dijk. I'm a Spurs supporter, but I'd, I'd go Virgil van Dijk, I think he... Really? I, I, yeah, do you always start from the back? Start from the back door, make sure you're solid defensively. Again, would it, would, would it be my aim at Scarborough, but because of the, the, the stage of the season you come in, um, it can be difficult. Um... But uh, that's that's the way I operate in terms of starting from the back. So I'll, I'll stick to that being a centre back. I'll go big Virgil. Big Virgil. Back yeah. In front of Tommy Taylor, looking quite absolutely quite solid there. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one we've got um, is from Phil Grundon, and he says, "Would it be interesting to know whether um, you can bring in a football league standard player on loan to help the boys keep pushing up the league to try and get a playoff spot?" Yeah, do you know there's there's them opportunities. I've I've quite a quite a lot of contacts within um, within the game within the pro game, um, but it's it's difficult. It's difficult because um, the the amount of levels. For I'll give you an example. Um, you know, if you're looking for a, a football league club player and is available on loan, irrespective of the monies, they'll be looking, and the player would most likely be looking Conference Prem at least. Yeah. If nothing comes off Conference Prem, Conference North. And by that stage, they're usually gone. If they're coming down to you, it's something that's really wrong in terms of their fitness levels or whatever it may be. But Football League, yeah, it'd be, it'd be brilliant, especially the way I like to do things. Some managers know the way I operate and how professional I do things, but it would be difficult, I think, for any any club in this league. Yeah, I have to circle back here because I've missed out the key point that Scarab Athletic have given us um, two sets of tickets to the Boxing Day game, to, and Darren's going to select two lucky winners uh, with the best two questions. So if you just yeah. give me a nod if you think it's a good question and we can yeah. come back to that at the end. Good question so far. Yeah, yeah, good start, we'll keep cracking yeah. up. So you're a busy man. Uh, from Dean Story, this next one, Heslett and Legend. Where do you see the club in five years' time? Um, I, I would say very, very least Conference Prem, if, if I'm being um, very honest about that. Um, and then you try to build from there. You see, I, I again would look at a five-year plan. Hopefully I'm here to, to oversee that. But my aim within you know the next um, couple of seasons would be... Conference North, then you adjust the next season, find out what it's about, and then go again, and then you really, um, you really sit back and sort of take stock and what you have, and and have you got you know everything in order to make that next step. Um, football league's a big step, mm. you know. There's a big commitment. You look at the like of um, your Salfords and teams like that, but they're throwing silly money at it, but. It won't be for the want to try in terms of to, to be the best we can possibly be. Um, and in terms of myself and manager, we'll throw everything at it. Heart, soul, energy, everything at to making us, you know, the, the, the most successful we can be. Yeah. Yeah, and just sticking with Phil, um, who is the most famous coach um, or player you've worked with, met um, or played with? Um, well, I play, do you know I played with some names? My, my very early doors, you know, when I went in, um, 
you know, briefly at Liverpool and Nottingham Forest. You had some big names there. You had, you know, like a Frank Clark. Uh, Frank Clark. Just a year or two before that, Brian Clough had had resigned. I would love to, you know, seen Clough in action because yeah. he. Well, it's more so when you probably retire. Um, and go into this, you, you realise what an absolute legend he is. When yeah. you're you're 15, 16, you don't get it. When it was Liverpool, it was Roy Evans. Um, you know, again, had a lot of dealings with him, and and he was outstanding as well. Um, they 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 stand out because of that time. I suppose a difficult time for me travelling over from Ireland um, to these clubs, yeah. being an only child. You know, um, my mum brought up my grandparents. My mum went out to work and. You know, they're really good father figures as well um, that helped me through difficult times in, in terms of um, homesickness and that. So, yeah, I would say them. Um, but, I look, I played under some managers, some great managers, different types of managers. Um, yeah. you, you do like uh, Paul Simpson, very good manager who had a Carlisle. Release me mind. But um, you had Robbie Collins, very big, sh- loud, motivational. You had Martin Foyle, quite quite low key but all these managers uh, had an effect of some sort um, but again like of the players you would have uh, played with players that stand out played in a um, like a if you can remember the Oma bomb I played in the game that was to raise money funds for that you know play with like uh, David Junala he was just something else oh, he play. actually set me up yeah. in the goal really? I think it's somewhere on YouTube um, I could find it for you handsome man as well yeah. <laughs> oh man. god you know, I, I remember that he got a bit of stick about apparently being overweight by um, <laughs> John Gregory when he was right. Aston Villa. Really, and he took, yeah. You know, I remember that um, he when he came into the changing room. Yeah. You know, he had muscles sitting on muscles, <laughs> this this guy. But the aura, everything yeah, about yeah. him was just class. Yeah. He, he just oozed, absolutely oozed everything, you know. I remember we went to the, the, the Trinity Hotel after with him. And just people looked at him in awe because he was just an absolute Adonis, yeah. you know. But what a lovely guy, yeah. you know. Player. Oh, he was he was something else. Yeah. But the thing about it was the interesting thing. Um, it was at Spurs that year, um, and when he played that match, he gave me a pair of blue boots, and he gave me them blue boots. Right. Yeah, but that year, even don't I think he won PFA Player of the Year? He's an outstanding. Have year. We still got the boots. No, have I still no? I sold uh, the boots then. Do you know what? Actually, I give them to the the Ryan Mc, Ryan McBride was a young lad from Derry who tragically died. Oh, right. So they were raising money and things like that. So I, I give it to that cause. Nice I think nice. they raised quite a bit of money for them. You know, I like to do things like that. Yeah, fair enough. Right, we'll crack on with the next question from John Tilly. How do you go about changing the identity of the team with only two training sessions a week in semi-professional football or is recruitment of new players going to be a bigger impact? If so, what can we expect to see in terms of recruitment? Um, excellent question. Excellent question. Um, in terms of, you know, when, when you come into the, the, the club at the, the, the sort of stage you're at, it, it, it can be difficult. You know, it can be difficult because you're, it's, it's, it's effectively a clean slate. There might have been people had issues with a previous manager, so you want to m- try and make it clear. You don't want to do anything rash. Um, but in terms of, you know, the recruitment side of it, I've been in and around these leagues for four years. Um, and, and to sort of latch on a bit from that, I, w- I was interviewed for the Carlisle United job a week, right. a week before that. Um, but I must say when Scarborough came in as, as weird and people probably think I'm talking rubbish the big thing for me is I know this level mm. I know I've, I've worked on it the last four years K- 
Carlisle, I didn't take the second stage of the interview because I don't know the leagues. Mm. And effectively, if you're to go up to a league job, if it was me, for example, League Two, two, if I was to go into that job, I would begin in very blind and I would do myself no favours. Effectively, if you're Mm. sacked after that, you're back you're back down the pecking order. Mm. But knowing the leagues like I do at Scarborough, I think from a recruitment point, not not just so much now, because a lot of the players I'd be very interested are contracted players who who I must say I would have a good chat with in the summer. Um, but in terms of the you know the style and the identity of the club, you know, the dent- the identity of the club in terms of from a playing philosophy be um, and, and I think we've shown that in, in good glimpses would be in a very a, a attacking style of play. Um, I'm not really into the long ball things, especially with the pitch that we have. But yeah. to try and play fast, attractive attacking football, mm. I think we've showed it in good glimpses, yeah. um, but not as much as uh, um, as I would like. Again, having the key personnel to do that is key, making sure we're strong defensively. Yeah. Um, now it's almost you're still finding your feet with it. I don't have that confidence yet because I'm only starting to work with the players tonight we'll do some work in defensive shape because I want to see clean sheets so again this is all going to take time you know it's not going to be an overnight fix but rest assured um, you know in terms of you know two nights a week we'll be throwing everything in there that we possibly can Tuesday night's a very hard night tonight light sharp but we work shape we do set pieces we do corners for and against um, and try and get as much in with about an hour and a half two nights to sort of do that yeah. um, but again a lot of it's speaking to players individually on the phone or different parts of it yeah it's difficult but you have to you know you just have to do as, as best you can with it not ideal but you know there's there's other teams in the league who have the, who have the same problem but I, I like this you know take it at the extra yard and speaking to players in the phone yeah. you have to yeah you know i give them information information's key but work them hard in the training pitch yeah. and all aspects of play yeah. good question and a good answer yeah, to yeah very good question yeah, so move on to Yorkshire coast radio volunteer um tom shepherdson and he asks you know what attracted you to scarborough and what's the most sort of exciting thing about being here at the club Everything attracted me to Scarborough. There's, there's so many. Um, a couple of things to touch upon. Um, when I played for the club, I made um, a point before. I remember seeing a flag and it had my name on it, even though I did very little for the club from a, a playing um, side of it. But I, I always remember the big crowds. I remember the first... I remember actually the paper. And I think if you look in Google, you'll see it. I think it was long along the lines of Scarborough going to sign a Champions League yeah, and how disappointed they must have been <laughs> when it was me, you know. But I, I remember the reception and the warmth, everything about it that I got on me signing for the club. Um, I remember just, you know, every the, the, the people shaking your hand and doing all It always stood out. But again, the other side of that, you know, when you come to the stadium for the first time, um, really fantastic. And then you see the vision of the club, you see the support of the club, um, and 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 you know what the, the 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 biggest thing. You know, you look at aside from the great support that they have for the club, but the potential. There is absolutely fantastic potential. It's one of only a few clubs in the league that have the potential to really back their words up if you like because the fan base is there I know it can be more when you're doing well you just have to get to that stage of playing fast attractive attacking football 
Um, because there, there's a lot of the teams that if they're going to get promotions, it, it's going to be through an investor throwing a lot of money in and yeah. things like that. We get good support <coughs> to back these things up. Mm-hmm. What I have to do as part of my remit is back up what I'm saying. Previous question, recruit well do the right things off the pitch because trust me I give everything to it off the pitch in terms of speaking to a lot of people every day um, and and it's it's 25 minutes from my house yeah you know um, where where I work in my full-time job we also train so there's a lot of things that I can dip into and, and as I say rest assured when it comes to the next season there will be a lot of things in place that will professionalize and set the club up for that next step Fantastic. This is less about football. Um, it's quite a long question from Mike Sims. I've been supporting Borough for 62 years now. My first ship in the Royal Navy was HMS Grafton, which was based in Londonderry. My question to Darren is that Iron Height on the town was Ken's Den, then the Embassy Ballroom. <laughs> Were they still going when he lived there? He lives in Cheshire. Wow, and God. Was driving him over for the Boxing Day match. So yeah, wow, the Embassy. My mum used to go to the Embassy. Obviously, she doesn't anymore, but I mean... The embassy is a spot. Do you know what? When I was younger, I used to go to the embassy. Yeah. That it's still going. It's still going. What was the other place? Uh, Ken's Den, which was then called the Embassy Ballroom. Oh right, oh it's the embassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That would be in Shipkey Place. Right. If this gentleman is. It's it'll be Shipkey Place. It'll be. There's a little fountain to try and again. Mike, is it? Mike Sims. Mike trying to uh, sort of rejig Mike's memory. Where yeah, you're right beside the foil where they probably would have. Ported, yeah. um, and uh, probably I'd say 10-15 minutes from there, you're the embassy ballroom. There's about three right. different levels to it. So is that where you first started drinking them when you were? No, I'm not. I'm not a, I'm, you know, I'm not a drinker. Right. But I mean, it's um, people drink then. <laughs> yeah, but I, do, I had a couple of drinks. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. nothing now. I don't drink. Funny enough, but I mean, yeah, the embassy. I used to go to the embassy. Right. It was more a bar. Probably in my time than a nightclub, but right. my mum's sort of era was it was a big nightclub, uh, probably the the best and only one um, in Derry. So I imagine Mike will be looking to have a chat with you. About yeah, you yeah, God, you brought some so. you brought some memories back there. There you go. Um, yeah, from Darren Howells, he says, how much of a juggling act is it balancing family time, um, work, and managing borough? Um, do you know why it's it's what I do? Um, I have a young family, but do you know what? Being at Scarborough and the manager of Scarborough makes that a lot better because when I was doing it at Hyde, bear in mind, there's some of them trips are six, seven hour round trips. So, give you an example of of my my week, if you like. You know, uh, get up kiddies in the morning, drop them to school. I'm, I'm, I'm always on the phone then to respective clubs and things like that. Um, then I'll get in, you know, as I say, your, your standard half five or I'll still speak to people during the day and then Tuesday, Thursday, obviously, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, pretty much the same. But then we've got the Scarborough training, obviously, in the Tuesday and, thir- uh, Tuesday and Thursday night. Um, so th- there's time in between, good time, where with the family, th- the wife gets it, she knows what I want to do, she knows me, uh, I've been with her a long time, so, you know, um, she she's accepted that, you know, I've also got a, um, me and my wife have a, a nursery business, um, right. local, so she's very busy with that, but, you know, Saturday's football day and we have a good Sunday together, you know, we tried, Sunday's probably as much as I still can't, because as soon as the game's over Saturday, People say they switch off on a Sunday. Well, I can't 
because I'm thinking in my head I'm maybe not doing things physically but I'm looking forward to the next game trying to build what injuries what's this have they bring anybody in that that type of thing you know yeah so I've got a double prong question from Steve Adamson here been supporting Borough a very long time he says how close do you feel he came to a full international cap having played for the under 21s I believe he says 11 times and being from Londonderry I wonder why you settled in North Yorkshire um, yeah God I, I'm loving these questions by the way um well, I was. I was actually in standby uh, four times for the Northern Ireland Senior. Right. I played under 18 for the Republic of Ireland, where I live in Derry, I'm right on the border. Right. So I played, I was called up four times for, for Northern Ireland um, Senior Team, standby. Um, two of them was under Laurie Sanchez and two of them Nigel Worthington. One was San Marino, I remember two of them. And one was Spain. You remember Spain at the striker, Ram Raul. All oh, right, Real you know Madrid. that's some yeah. of the names there you're going into. Interesting, marking. Right yeah, there. I remember watching it actually on TV and said I loved the challenge because yeah. I was playing well at that time. Yeah. Um, but then I transferred to Carlisle United when I was 22 for 100,000 pound. Met my wife there. She was training to be a teacher in Carlisle. She was from right. York. Um, so it was one of those situations. Wheeler go our separate ways that we stick together and, and we were loved up so we stuck together I coincidentally then had an offer I went back to Ireland I was training um, training to be a sports therapist I was um, going back and forth to Ireland I was playing club in Ireland Derry City and Portadown who, who again part time but still with um, Sarah my wife and then when all that sort of fizzled and it done my course um, we we went through the, the we went through quite a few rounds of the UEFA Cup where right. we where we beat Gothenburg we beat Gretna and, and we just get pipped by um, we drew with Paris Saint Germain at the Brandywell nil nil and then oh. they beat us in um, the Par de France so then it was a situation where York City put in a bit of and I, and it was accepted because I made it clear I'm going to move back to England uh, for forty five thousand pounds. So York City signed me, and we've been here ever since. Ever since then, ever since mm-hmm. then. three kids later, and two good questions there from Steve three, three, three kids, thirty chickens, <laughs> two geese, and two goats. There you go, pygmy goats. There you go. Yeah, but I love it. Absolutely love North Yorkshire. It's a great area, isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. Um, another well question from Luke Chambers now, and he asks if Trevor Ball said you could sign one player from another team in our league. Who would it be and why? Um, do you know what? There's a lot. There is a lot. Um, in, in our league or any? Yeah, right? in our league. Division, yeah. Yeah, they're um, trying Tough to question, think. <laughs> yeah, I like, you see, I like, I like Briggs at South Shields. I like Dylan Morse. Again, going from a defensive mode, I'd probably say um, Dylan Morse, South Shields, centre-back. Jordan Fagbola at Hyde centre back. Um, yeah, I'll stick to the defensive side because I always like the build from the back up. Um, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go Jordan Fagbola at Hyde United. I like him. Bit of a jovial one here from Chris Palmer. How disappointed were you to miss the fantastic Valley Bar Seahawks travel club party on Saturday? Do you know I was actually <laughs> gutted about that, and, and uh, there there was just a, a little bit of confusion in there along that because I was, I was speaking to, to the guys, and yeah, they all agreed to do it. And then five minutes after that, it was off. We try and get a full event. Um, it was one of the directors, and I said, "No, no problem. Well, well let me know because obviously we'd yeah. no fixture penciled in." Yeah. Um, but nobody came back to me with that, um, which, as I say, I thought then it was cancelled. Right. 
And then by this stage, my wife, because we own a nursery, it was um, the staff night out at Tykes here, oh, which right. is five minutes from here, which she had to be out at seven and I had to be back for half six. So I didn't hear anything. Otherwise, I would have um, got a babysitter. Plus the other side of that was the game was rearranged. Yeah. So yeah. Um, to be honest, it was gutted. I was very apologetic for that. I don't miss anything like that. But I've also said, um, if Valley Sea Dogs, if there's anything they want to do... Um, you know anything they need me to do that I can be assisting her and help, like with anything um, with Scarborough, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, um, Andy Kent, he's been in touch and he asks, how do you see the youth set up uh, and making it work through the ages to the first team? Yeah, well, again, I've a very, um, I've, I've a development background as well. Um, it's something I want to get my hands stuck into. I'll be in contact with Paul Exley in regards to that. I think it's very important for academy players. To come through, I look at you know a couple to mind that come. Obviously, uh, um, Flynn McNaughton, who I gave a YT to um, at York City, um, you know. But again, he's he's not within the academy, but I know um, he's obviously a Scarborough lad. Um, but I think you know again, I've been in touch with Paul in regards to some players, but. Uh, one of the first things I want to do is put a presentation on to the, the coaches and show them what I do, how you do it, get the players in um, that you know we deem good enough to sort of make that step because they're always learning. But I'm big into that. Um, as I say, I've worked with players who have you know, or, or you look you look at the like of Ben Godfrey released at Middlesbrough under 13. I brought him into York City and now he's playing the Premier League and. You know, George Edmondson, who was at Oldham, who was released by Oldham. And I'd seen him two weeks before. I said, no, we're not releasing him. I gave him his first team debut and he's, he's went to Rangers for a million pounds. So I know it's needed. It's 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 a matter of, you know, making the first team the, 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 the main priority at the moment. Um, but as I say, I'm very, very big into the academy side and the players coming through because effectively there will be a couple of gems in there. It's finding them, developing them, working them, giving them the opportunity, um, which again will, will happen. Yeah, just this week, Charlie, you spoke to Matty Bowman, didn't you? Just yeah. going off topic here. <coughs> yeah. Fantastic young player from Scarborough who's been a. Been a yeah, he's, he's in Scotland. Isn't he? now, yeah, he? so yeah, I know all about him. He did, he did well when he did. Yeah, that's it. There's definitely yeah. talent in Scarborough. Oh, there is. There, there's, there's a lot, you know, and. and what you know what we need to do especially is get it integrated you know the ones that at the moment are ready because there's the ones that maybe aren't ready you bring them in kills their confidence if they're they're way off par while the ones who are not far off you can bring in develop them really get them in with a group get the group to look after them get them in every week you know i'm, I'm not having it because i know it's happened before where some players came in one or two sessions and they were told not to get back that's absolute garbage for me you got to stick with them yeah big time and I, and I will do that good stuff uh, question from Paul Kirsten here as you know Skyb Athletic are a fan-owned club in agreeing to become manager did that concern you at all what do you think the pros and cons of fan ownership are and do you think that this status will hamper progress up the pyramid no, I don't think it will. I have a very good relationship with um, uh, the, the the board um, and, and everything. It's For me, it's a collective thing. It's, it's about the whole club working together. It's about the whole club, you know, putting the trust in me in terms of the on, on field. But I'll be doing stuff off to bring gener try and generate money as well. So bringing sponsorship and things like that. I'll be playing a very active part on that. But it's important we all sing from the same hymn sheet because we need to be... To, to progress, I want it to be that I'm at regular, 
you know, fans meetings, Q and A's and things like that to, you know, again to get deeper into it. It's what I'd done at Hyde. You know, it's a similar thing and I get very involved in everything. I want it to be the same. I want it to be more here because um as I say I'm quite local as mm. well. Um and yeah, there there the, the, there will be challenges. You know, there there will be I'm sure, I don't know, times of dips in form and and that's that again is where we gotta stay united with that. But I'm big into the whole club being like a family orientated club and everybody singing from the same hymn sheet and you know not have it where you know a couple of bad results and you know I think yeah. um, in terms of everybody pulling in the same direction working as as hard as everyone equally um, to do this and, and, and from my side of football inside working you know closely with the board supporters and everything to try and you know making sure that there's no things in the way no objects in the way of, of trying to again go as high as we can yeah and just so I'll go back up to Phil um, and linking into sort of the question that you just answered there uh, can you self can you see yourself leading the club back to the football league in the next five years um no no um I don't I can't see it um happening with sort of in that I would love it but there's a lot of work that needs doing and that you know there's so much that that need doing in terms of getting to that stage as i say it could be a stage where you get a promotion and next season is consolidate then you go again and you consolidate maybe for you know maybe for a season or two um because to make that step to football league i was the first team i was a coach at york city when we made that you know, I, I was a player at York City when we were conference prem, and it was tough. It was extremely, extremely tough. And we had some of the best players in the country in that team. You know, you have to, there's there's injury, suspension, form, whatever it may be. But York City had been trying it for years and years. Um, they eventually get into the football league, but within probably two years or something, they come back out of it then. There's a long way to go to get to that stage, you know. Um, that's the honesty in me coming out, but I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't want to sort of sell people a false hope. Yeah. I know what we can achieve, but I think that would be, I don't know, maybe you could look at sort of seven. But as I, say, I go back to, it won't be for the one to try. And I'll You've got to look at Salford as well, haven't you? They're, they're mid, lower mid table now in League Two. And yeah, yeah, that's it. They, they've, they've pumped, and, and I'm very in, as I say, very in the loop with the financials in and around this. And there, there's some clubs that are just throwing a lot at it. And I think if we were to go and do that, we could be in trouble again. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the last thing I would want. I have a budget that I worked to. It was, you know, the, the, the board have been great with. It was over budget when I came in. I've, I've got it back down. I, I'm not going to risk the club's future. I want to think clever in regards to recruitment and do things and live within our means. Yeah. Uh, I've got a question from Will Baines here. You've retained Dave Merris as assistant manager and coaches Steve Roberts and Tom Morgan since joining the club. How have you found your new support team? Yeah, do you know what? They've, they've been great. I've known them um, away from, obviously, um, the current roles. So, again, as I say, you come in and you get to know each other um, as you know, as, as we do with the, the, the staff, with the, the players, and, and everything. Results play a big part in that. Everything at the minute is great. The players are buying into what I'm doing. Um, but it's gonna. there's a bigger picture to all this. You know, there's so much that I want to do in corporate that 
you can't do straight away. It's just you got to put it in. But rest, rest assured, when it comes sort of end of the season and the building process starts again, come that first sort of night back or first week back pre-season training, I think that's when it'll all really start to come to fruition. Fair enough. Yeah, and Steve Adamson again. Um, how was the experience of walking out at the Millennium Stadium? Um, for the 2003 League Trophy final for Carlisle against Bristol City. Oh, but it's, oof, I think it's, I could be wrong, um, but it's still one of the records. I think it was 61,000 people there. Um, it wasn't a good day in regards to the result, but as, as a club who at that time were in the old third division, playing against a team who I think were in the division division. Two or Division One because it wasn't. I don't think it was. No, it wasn't Premier League then. Um, so the the day, the build-ups to the day, and these are all little things. You know, when you prepare for these um, type of events, you know, it, it, it's just absolute brilliant. But you know, there's there's things you take. You know, if we hopefully we we'd be successful and get into cup finals and things like this. There's you know there's little things I've always taken that manage through them type of situations and it, the the whole build up to it was was amazing. You know stuff that'll live with you and then the family to watch it. I think it was on Sky Sports as well and you know it was it was brilliant but just disappointing to lose when you when you lost like we did. Um, yeah, it wasn't. I'd have remembered it more probably if we had a one, yeah, shall definitely. I say. How are we doing time wise here? Good for a few more questions. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. we'll crack on, we'll crack on. Joe Usher here. With such a thin playing squad, what sort of movements can fans expect to see in the next few weeks, if any? Um, well, as we know, um, since I've come in, the players have been exceptional. Um, there's a few playing with <coughs> niggles, there's a budget to work with that I'm always on with, and I. I I keep saying it, but I'm never going to put the club's um, future in, in, in jeopardy. You know, there's contracted players there, there there's non-contract players. Um, but as it stands at this present moment, players, there, there doesn't need to be any changes because players are giving their all. Um, and if there's a bit of money freed up or whatever, you know, then we'll look at that. I've got players if a need to act quick. Um, but as of, I think it would be very unfair to do that. You know, because players are giving their all, they're performing superbly well. We've got good results, um, and you know, again, it could change after each. You have to take each game, and um, hopefully, when it comes to Monday, we're, we're we're again we've won, and the players have been exceptional again. That that's the hope. Um, but we'll we'll come across that um, as and when. Fair enough. Yeah, and Steve, again with a little bit of a longer question to you. Um, you played league football in. Republic with Derry City, yeah. Northern Ireland with Portadown, uh, England with Carlisle and York, um, and had a trial period at Kilmarnock in Scotland, uh, and have been involved in the non-league system as a player and yeah. manager. Um, how do the different standards compare? Um, yeah, again, a very good question. Um, you know, you look at Irish League, for example, very part-time um, just okay standard while you've there come league Derry City were full time good technically good physically um, England f in the football league again better obviously I think um, full time um, the quality of player was a lot better um, but I must say in terms of the non-league being in and around it you know for a number of years it it's I think it's I think it's very good in terms of the commitment you get from the players 
you know, being one of those as well. But when I was at York City, you were full time. The, the 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 quality of player in the leagues was was very good. There was a big commitment from the players. The standard was very good. Um, there was a good, you know, technically based, well organized side, good physicality, um, and they were all. They were all tough, bar, bar probably in the Irish League with Portadown, where they were part-time and, and, and the, the quality was just wasn't that great. So much so, I think I scored something like 18 goals in one season from centre-back. That, from that shouldn't happen, yeah. Yeah. you uh, know? Fair yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. We'll quickly move on to this one. Again from Will Baines, what has been your favourite moment since taking charge at Scarborough Athletic? Um, one that 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 moment of being offered the you know the position, but the the, the support, yeah, um, the supporters in terms of when it was announced, that the messages of support and everything, have blown me away. To be honest, I, I thought, yeah, there'd be a couple of people happy, a couple of people not so, a couple of people will judge me as and what I do, but the support that I've got, as I've said many times, giving me goosebumps, and and through that. Um, I, I'm going to work and give everything that I can to the club, absolutely without a doubt, because you know it's good people. I want to be successful. I'd love it if we can um, really, really achieve something special, and it won't be for the one to try. Yeah, quickly, five Yeah, um, quick ones, and then Darren again. What were your thoughts about Scarborough um, when you played for us at Brid, and did you ever envisage being involved with the club again? Do you know what I did? Um, I, I hope no, but not not so much. I did. I hoped. Because um, I played, and as I say, the, the reception I got from day one as a, a come in for a player, I'm just disappointed for the supporters that a Champions League player was coming <laughs> in. It was just different sort of circumstances. It was that good was selling. Martin, that was Martin Dowie's head. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. Well. It was Even fantastic. Well yeah. Fair play um, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And we, we chuckle about it now. We, we, we do. Uh, but I remember the support, the warmth of everything, and the talk of the new stadium. Um, and as I said, hoped. Because um, I was doing a bit of coaching as well for Rudy. Rudy's a great guy, and we've kept in touch. Um, and I'd hoped, you know, just through the feeling that again the potential that I'd hoped to be um, involved yeah. w- with the club, yeah. and, and 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 I'm very grateful now that I am. Yeah, very conscious of time here. Um, any two questions stand out so far for the tickets? Do you think? No, they're just, all great. Well, we've got two pairs of tickets, so we're going to give them to someone. Should we just pick the best one between Num- us? Numbers? I don't, I, I don't know. Again. Mike Sims maybe coming over from... from who yeah, that's him? a good one. Give him one. Yeah. And you, I think you appreciate the question from John Tilly about changing the identity of the team and... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, there's there's more than that. Quite a few good questions. You know, I don't want to get in the wrong side of them. We'll just wrap up. Um, can you pinpoint one learning experience from previous managerial roles that will help you during your time with Scarborough? And again, that was from Will Baines. Just to uh, That's a very good question. Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot from previous managerial roles, a lot that I will take, a lot that I would probably do things differently. But, you know, being a young manager and I suppose getting the Football League manager's job, probably I'm very hands-on coaching-wise, but it's it's managing both. And I've learned to do that, I think. I think my experiences um, at Hyde have helped me with that as well. Um, You know, time management's a big thing and putting time into the right areas. Recruitment's always been a big thing, knowing exactly what you're doing. Um, working with the above, working with the supporters in terms of events and things like that, I've always been into anyway. Managing above, working closely with the directors, before I've wanted to do that. I wasn't able to, not by my choice. It was just difficult, different owners, different countries, and it was difficult. Um, but as I say, you know, here I'm coming to a club 
that the potential I think is absolutely fantastic. The supporters are absolutely fantastic. The board, there's a board there that I can work with, liaise with and, and really interact with and, and I'm looking forward to what hopefully is a successful journey. Fantastic. Conscious needs to be out on the training pitch in, in 10 minutes time so I really appreciate your time there Darren. A pleasure as always, absolute pleasure. And just a quick thanks to the sponsor of the podcast Askew Brook and to Phil Grundon of Grundon Graphics for his help setting up the podcast so hopefully we'll do it again soon. Hey, anytime, Fantastic. anytime. Brilliant, thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Nice one. Thank you.